0: I wanna talk a little bit this morning about the mind. I think it is important. I wrote a book called Rearranging Your Mental Furniture. Our minds need a paradigm shift, many times. How we think. Our pastor changes things at our church. He had a sign put up that visitors are not welcome at our church. If you look up the word visitor in the dictionary, uh, we, we took the word visitor out of our vocabulary as far as the church because we want guests. You're prepared for guests. You're never prepared for a visitor. Somebody comes to your home, just you, surprises you, they're a visitor. But if there are guests coming for dinner, it's a different story, isn't it? So we took that out. But minds are hard to understand. And our mind is part of our brain, but it's the only part of our body that the doctors cannot take a picture of. And how our mind works is so important.
1: Welcome to the Destined to Win Podcast with Pastor Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona, welcoming a guest speaker for this message. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 630. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation online, visit us at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now, with today's message, here's a word from our guest. This man has been instrument, instrumental in mentoring me and touching my life and challenging my life. And we've had the privilege of being with him and his wife, uh, staying at their home and, and just literally been around the world with them. And so to have him with us once again this morning is a privilege. Now, let me share something, folks. He speaks in front of, he was just at a convention with 45,000 people. He preaches to tens of thousands and to come into a church that's our size is called a relationship relationship that we have. But I tell you what, I wish with all of my heart you would let him know how much you love him because he knows how much I love him. Let's welcome Dr. Ken Gobb this morning as he comes to share God's word. Come on, give him some love this morning,
0: church, would you? All right. Amen, amen. Turn to somebody before you sit down and say You look like a soul winner to me. Amen. (laughs) Well, I am honored to be here. You are privileged, and I'm not here to brag on people, but you're privileged to be under the leadership of Pastor Tim and Jewel Masters and their associates and the others we had a good time yesterday. We had a lot of fun. They brought food. We had food. It was good. <laughs> Fried chicken. All kinds of stuff. But we had a good time and I was impressed with the people that attended. And I want to say this for the, you. That were, how many were there yesterday? Some of you were. And I was impressed how Pastor Jewel... Talked at the tail end. I've been to a lot of conferences, a lot of leadership meetings, and uh, we did a program called "The Main Thing" is keep the main thing the main thing, and uh, we had a great time. So I was impressed with it, it was it was good. God is a good God. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, you that know me know that I wonder about everything. Somebody gave us a dehumidifier. And somebody else gave us a humidifier. I I really didn't know what to do. I put them in the same room, let them fight it out. You know, (laughs) I'm always wondering about stuff like that. (laughs) I think about the. You know, we put man on the moon before we put wheels on our luggage. How did that happen? You ever think about that? And when I go in the post office and see those pictures of the wanted people, how many have ever seen that, FBI pictures? Why didn't they arrest them when they took the picture? (laughs) People are so stupid. (laughs) I'm trying to think about all that stuff, you know. It's just hard to understand it. I tell you, I wonder about people at the tea company if they take coffee breaks. And the other day I was writing a, a word and it didn't look right. Did you ever do that? I wrote a personal note to a friend and I was writing his word down, and I couldn't get it straight, so I asked my daughter how to spell it, and then she told me, I said, That ain't right. <laughs> so I asked my wife, she told me, I said that ain't right. So I got Webster's dictionary out. And while I was getting it out, I thought it took Webster 38 years to do the dictionary. Where did he get the words? How do we know he was right? So I looked at it, and it wasn't right. I didn't think it was. So I just forgot about it. Do you know the word defeat, failure, and impossible are not in Webster's Dictionary? Yeah, I looked, well, I crossed them out. That's what I did. I just crossed them out of mine, because I believe anything's possible, amen? All right. The other day I had a pizza come and uh, delivered pizza in a, you know, why do they put a round pizza in a square box? You ever, I asked the guy about that. I always checked with the people, and he didn't know either. And then I was in New York, and I went to a gas station, they locked a restroom. How many know they do that? I had to ask for a key. I got a little key on a string about that long on a two before that long. I said, is it dangerous using the restroom here? She said, no, that's so you don't steal the key. I said, I, why do they lock the restroom anyway? She said, I don't know. I said, I'll figure it out. So when I came back, I wanted to talk to her and witness to her. When I came back, she said, "Why you figured out why they steal the key? I said, yep. I know why they not steal the key, but uh, lock the restroom. I said, yeah, I, I figured it out. She said, Why? I said, they're afraid somebody's going to clean them. <laughs> That's the whole thing in, the mo- in a nutshell. Anyway, well, it's good to be alive, isn't it? I brought some of my books along and my life story, not my whole life story, because things happened to me this morning that aren't in the book. But uh, uh, all kinds of stuff out there. <laughs> and uh, seminar, Balanced Life Seminar. Good stuff, it will bless your life if you're interested. Just had a book come out on Amazon that is selling good called The Master Plan for Success. And uh, God is doing good stuff. We got some brochures out there if you think of going to Israel. We're, we go every year and uh, we just came back. We had a tour in March and one in April. I had. Uh, I don't normally do it that way, but we had so many people that we did it and then we're going in november again next march next may and next november and we got plans clear to, through 2025 got rooms booked and we're ready and we got we got uh, there one lady in fact we've been praying for her she has a brain tumor and she and her husband and two boys were going with us and they've canceled and we're praying god will heal her amen and God will touch her, but they took their money that they put down said, if somebody wants to go in November, take the money that we put down and give to them. So I have four seats like that. If you're interested, get a brochure and talk to me about it. I was impressed with the um, bulletin this morning. Love the Lord thy God with all thy what? Heart. And with what? Thy soul and with all thy mind. I want to talk a little bit this morning about the mind. I think it is important. I wrote a book called Rearranging Your Mental Furniture. Our minds need a paradigm shift many times. How we think. Our pastor changes things at our church. He had a sign put up that, Visitors are not welcome at our church. If you look up the word visitor in the dictionary, uh, we, we took the word visitor out of our vocabulary as far as the church because we want guests. You're prepared for guests. You're never prepared for a visitor. Somebody comes to your home, you, you, surprises you, they're a visitor. But if there are guests coming for dinner, it's a different story, isn't it? So we took that out. But minds are hard to understand. And our mind is part of our brain, but it's the only part of our body that the doctors cannot take a picture of. And how our mind works is so important. Pastor Ray was telling me, I don't probably got the story wrong, but something like that, that a a lady was killed and they took her heart and gave it to another woman. And through that, that woman identified the person that killed the other woman. Now, how did that happen? Wow, that's a powerful story, isn't it? But think about that. Our mind, and so I want you to look at a verse in uh, the fourth chapter of Philippians, and the peace of God. Oh, I like that, peace, amen? In Israel, it's Shalom. I got a dog named Shalom. (laughs) Yeah, he's a trained dog. Shalom means peace. But if you're not nice, it's a piece of your leg for my dog. (laughs) And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through who? Christ Jesus. People say, I changed my mind, or my mind is made up. And the Bible tells us, too, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, you don't become exactly what you think about. Because when I was 12 years old, I'd have been a girl. So, you know, you don't become what you think about. But, you know, we have to look at that. The mind seems to forget things someday. I'm going to something. I gave my wife um, a birthday card and said, You are now in the wonder years. And we had fun with that. She shows everybody that card. She wondered where she left her purse, where she left her glasses. She wondered where she left the car keys. You know, it was a wonder years, right? And people forget sometimes. How many forgot something? I forgot my glasses one day, and I had them on my face. <laughs> now, that is stupid. There's something wrong with that. But we forget. One lady told her husband at a senior home, said, well, We have our own apartment here, but when you go to town, be sure and get bread and lettuce and ice cream. Write it down. He said, I don't have to write it down. I'll get bread, lettuce, and ice cream. I have it in my mind. He came back and said, here's your bacon and eggs. She said, where's the toast? So, you know, I mean, it's amazing what happens in our mind. So we we talked this morning about the mind. We sang about it. We talk about the heart. And we say, since Jesus came into my heart, people are always talking about the heart. I never hear much about the mind. And so I've been making a study on the mind and how it works and why it does what it does. Sometimes we can't think straight. How many know that? And so the Bible said God will keep our heart and our mind. We People, you know, I was raised in a negative mindset, Everything was negative with my parents. You know, I never could understand my parents. Dad said, I don't want to spank you. I said, well, don't do it then. But his mind was made up. And one time my mother said, I've had it with you. You ever heard that? I've had it with you. She said, and when Dad comes home, he's going to give it to you. I didn't know what it was. I said, Dad, do you have it? He said, what? I said, I don't know. Mom said, you had it. You're going to give it to me. He said, her mind is crazy. You know, I, I heard things like that. And mom would say, don't go near the water till you learn how to swim. We had to practice in the rain. I mean, it was terrible. You know, there's just things they said. Mom said one time, eat with your mouth closed. We have company today. <laughs> I wrote her a note. How will I get the food in? You know, so I never could understand how they thought. And what they were thinking about. But the Bible talks to hear about our heart and our mind. See, if your heart is right, your mind will be straight too. We need the mind of Christ. How many know we do? We have Christ in our heart. We need him in our mind. He will keep your heart and your mind. And sometimes when I read this, you know, if the mind's right, it's easier To make our mind up if our heart is right. I've learned that. I I learned how to trust God and how to believe God. Sometimes things happen. One day, my daughter said, Dad, this is what we face financially. And I said, wow, what are we going to do? She said, we'll have to do what you preach. I hate kids like that. But anyway, it's just the way it is. Our mind is thinking things maybe that shouldn't be thought. That's why the Lord said, keep our heart and our mind. Sometimes I ask my grandson, what do you think? He said, about what? He's always asking that way. What do you think? He wants to know about what are you thinking about? And I share with him something, you know. One time, a little uh, policeman came to the door and knocked on the door and talked to a man and wife about something, and a little eight-year-old boy answered the door, had a big foot-long cigar he was smoking. And the policeman looked at him and said, is your mom and dad home? He said, what do you think? <laughs> it's amazing how the mind works. So anyway, when I read this, I, I know that God is trying to help us. We have to think about things. One lady said to her little boy one day, go outside and get the broom. He said, it's dark out there. She said, don't worry about it. Just get the broom. He said, I'm afraid of the dark. He said, she said, Jesus is out there. So the boy opened the door and said, Jesus, hand me the broom. (laughs) You know, so it's amazing how we think, isn't it? So when I read this, I think, well, God is trying to help us. He's trying to answer prayer. The mind is the invisible part of our brain. And it's amazing how people think. I believe this. If Satan can get your mind, he's got your soul. So we have to protect our mind. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We have to protect our mind. It's amazing how we think about things. You know, the mind can be the devil's playground if we're not careful. That's why the Lord says here about our heart and our mind. People don't deal with reality a lot. If a little boy is bitten by a dog, and they take him to the doctor, and they put six stitches in the boy's leg, the boy thinks all dogs are bad. And the next day a dog will run up to that little boy, a dog that wouldn't bite anybody, a dog that wouldn't do anything, and that little boy will scream because... He was bitten the day before with the dog. So the, and that gets in the mind of how people think and so on. Right now, our mind believes the way we have programmed it to believe. I believe sometimes we really need a paradigm shift. How many believe that? I believe that everybody in this church could win somebody to Christ before this month is over. Yeah, I believe that. People, I ask you guy one day, how's your... Uh, church doing? He said, well, the pastor hasn't won too many souls. (laughs) See, I don't believe it's the pastor's job to be the major soul winner in a church. Is this mic on? Your pastor is like my pastor, a shepherd. My pastor's a shepherd with Jesus over him. Right? And I've been to Israel now more than any man on the planet, and I've never seen a pregnant shepherd. You'll get that on the way home. But anyway, you don't like it, but that's the way it is. So we have to think about that. Sheep bear sheep. Amen? Amen. Turn to somebody and say he's talking about you. (laughs) Amen. We are minds programmed by how we think and what we do and how we're influenced. And so we have to keep our hard mind. If, If you say... I can't do that. If somebody asks you to do this or that, you say, I can't do that. Did you know your mind attracts reasons to support that theory? If you say, if the pastor says, here's the job, do this, and you maybe can't do it, or you haven't done it, or you don't know much about it, but you say, I can do that, your mind will attract reasons to support that theory that you can do it. See, I believe everybody can be a soul winner. I win people to Christ. I make up stuff. I do. I make up stuff. I've told some of that here, I think. But I make up stuff like that. I got on a plane one day, and a guy had a crutch, uh, had a brace or something on his leg. He had crutches. I helped him in. I said, what happened? He said, I fell off a 12-foot ladder and broke my leg. I said, well, that's too bad. I said, I fell off a 60-foot ladder one time. Whoa! Everybody stopped. The pilot was standing in the plane there in the entrance, and he said, how would you fall off a 60-foot ladder and not get hurt? I said, I fell off the bottom step. <laughs> and then they wanted to know what I did for a living. I turned it into soul winning. So I, everybody can do that. And one time I came back from Africa, and the guy said, man, I'm, a, I'm so tired. I've been awake 42 hours. I said, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. 42 hours is a long time to stay awake. I said, one time I stayed awake 17 days. Everybody stopped. Flight attendants said, nobody can stay awake 17 days. I said, I did. And the one guy said, how'd you stay awake 17 days? I said, I slept nights. <laughs> then they wanted to know what I did, turned it into soul one. I do it all the time. I talked to a pilot the other day. I said, if you can't get me where you're going, I can get you where I'm going. He said, what does that mean? (laughs) And I sat down and I witnessed to him. I didn't lead him to crash, but I scared him good. So, you know, there's just a lot of ways. I I talk to people, even on airplanes. You know, my wife hates me to say this, but on airplanes, I love it when we get into turbulence. Plane just is shaking. The pilot ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelt. We're running into some turbulence. I love that. I wait till it really gets rough. I lean over to the next guy, person beside me, say, You ready to die? They said, Don't talk that way. My wife said, That ain't the way to do it. I said, I get them when they're hot. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, Amen. So we can do how does that happen? I don't know what's in my mind. I can't help it. It's just the way. They picked up my plate on a tray. Uh, the, the other day I had the food and I ate that. And they picked, started to up my tray and said, are you finished? I said, I'm not even Swedish, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I turn everything into soul winning. So I believe we can get to, we got to have it in our heart, but that's got to get into our mind. Oh, yeah. Amen? Oh, yeah. Got to be in our heart and our mind. You know, at this point in all of our lives that are here this morning, Every one of us, not one person, didn't. But every one of us got 100% through every difficulty we've ever faced till now. You're going to make it. Amen? God's on our side. I, you know, I've been praying this weekend. I, I wasn't even going to say this, but I just believe that this next six months of this year... The last, we're just now in the second half of this year. I believe that this church, Victorious Life, is going to have the greatest things happen in the next six months of this year. I just believe that. I mean, you can give God a hand for it. Amen. You've got everything going for you in your favor. And God wants to save people in this town. And this area. Amen? And so we have to get him in our heart and in our mind. You know, it's, it's really funny when I was in college there were four guys. You saw one of us, you saw the other three. We were all together all the time. And one time we decided, three of us decided to make one of us sick. And I said, let's make Jim sick. You know that's possible? And so we got a plan going. And so the first guy came up to Jim and said, Jim, you okay? He said, yeah, why? He said, your eyes look funny. He said, really? And we saw him looking in the mirror, checking his eyes. And finally another guy came and said, Jim, are you okay? Is everything fine? He said, yeah, why? He said, well, you, you look like you have a fever or something. Really? Yeah. And finally it was my turn. I came up and said, are you sick, Jim? He said, yes. This is the truth. And he went home sick. We made him sick. It happened not in his heart. It happened where? In his mind. It's amazing. That's why the Bible said the Lord will keep our heart and our mind. I've told a thousand times I went to a church picnic. Every time I see you, you're going to have a picnic or something, I think of this story. And I went to a church picnic. And I, I like biscuits and gravy. It's healthy food <laughs> for me. I lived in Kentucky, so, if you know, that was it. it. saved my life. So anyway, I put a biscuit on my plate, and the man across the table put a biscuit on his plate. And I went to reach for the gravy. There was very little gravy left. And I went to reach for it, and he grabbed it and took the, took the gravy. Now, I'm the guest speaker. I couldn't say, I'm speaking at this conference, and I need you the gravy. Wouldn't that be rude? I would never do that. But I would mess with his mind. So I said to him, did you find a hair in the gravy? He said, is there one in there? I said, I don't know. And he stirred the gravy, and he just set it back down and put butter on his biscuit. And I took the gravy and finished it off. It was good gravy. It's amazing. What happened when I, I didn't say there was a hair in the gravy, did I? I asked him if there was one in there. I didn't see one, but you know, it messed with his mind. Once I had, I had a guy looking in my eye, I had something uh, in my eye that was irritating my eye. And I, I was, he's looking in, I, I was looking out. I can't look in, I have to look out. <laughs> and so, I was looking out. And I said, do you see a contact lens? He said, yes. I said, that's funny, I don't wear one. <laughs> I must have hugged somebody, <laughs> and went right in there, you know, I don't know what happened. He said, well, I thought I saw it. See, suggestion is power. Don't let the devil suggest to you, you can't make it, and you can't win souls, because everybody here this morning that knows Christ can win somebody to Christ. Amen. And get them in church. I was just in the Ukraine. And uh, I'm not a good missionary. I can't eat the food. They had that borscht soup, beet juice in it, and horse stuff, whatever. (laughs) I don't know what it was. I got sick looking at it. (laughs) I couldn't eat it. But I was in a church that is eight months old, running 14,000 people. And I was so moved by that. And before I spoke, I told the pastor, I said, "The, the is there a lot of people here that aren't saved? He said, yeah, there's we had centers here. You give an altar call. Okay. So before I spoke, he called up 12 people. And I never saw anything like it. He said, I want 12 of you to come up here and tell me what you've done in the last month. And they came up, they had their Bible, and they have a book. Everybody has to carry a book in that church. And in that book is the dates and how many people you witnessed to, what day you did it, what their phone number was, what their address was, when you're going to win them to Christ, or if you already did. And what, I mean, it's unbelievable. I've never seen books like that. And so, there was a 12-year-old girl there, and she's the one that touched my heart. She was the first one. I didn't even hardly listen to the others. I was so enraptured with her testimony And they said, what did you do last month? She opened her book. She said, I witnessed to 632 people. That's a bunch. But she said, I only led 110 to Christ. And they're here in church today. Oh, I mean, that so moved me. And so when I got up, I, I, ha- I said, would those 110 people stand? I just want to see you. And they stood. My son said, Dad, there's over 100. It's right. Isn't that something? Man. So I talked to her through an interpreter. Afterwards, I said, I want, I want to meet that girl. And so they, they brought her over to the room I was in, and I got to talk to her. And I said, how did you witness to all those people? She said, I made up. My mind. Whoa! I made up my mind. See, we're going to have to make up our mind. We are going to win flags after Christ. Can you say an amen? You have to make up our mind. I believe this church can grow till this room would just be for the staff. Somebody say amen. You have to do something else. God is a big God. And we get what we believe for. So I think we have to make up our mind and believe God. It's amazing how the mind works. I had a pastor with me, and I've told this a lot of times. We went into this fast food restaurant to get a Pepsi. And I told him, I said, watch that girl. I'm going to say something that will affect her mind, and she won't be able to even walk hardly. He said, really? I said, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. So she bounced over there, hi, can I help you? I said, yeah, give me a small Pepsi and put in a large cup and fill it up the rest of the way. She walked just like this. She went over and got the cups and just looked at them. And then she got a small cup and she put it back. And then she got the large cup. We watched her do it. And then she put, filled it up with Pepsi. She came back, and she said, I don't know what to charge you. I said, what did I get? She said, tell me that again. I said, I asked for a small Pepsi, put it in a large cup, and fill it up the rest of the way. She said, I thought that's what you said. I said, I'm just having fun. Charge me for a large Pepsi. She said, I hate to do that. I said, why would you discriminate against me? Do you do that to other people? No. Well, why are you hesitant to charge me for a large Pepsi? And these were her words. I don't know. My mind is frozen. (laughs) Isn't that something? So you see, the mind is important. God sent Jesus into this world to come into our heart but he talks about having the mind of Christ too and so we have to have the mind. There are three functions of the mind. Number one, there's the thoughts. We have thoughts in our mind and we all know that it helps us figure out what we're doing and where we're going and what is happening and all of that. And then uh, there is the feelings that happens because of what we're thinking. And then there's, last of all, the, the wants or desires. And that's important too. Amen? I want to win more souls to Christ. I have led 147 people to Christ this year outside the church and got about 135, I'm not sure of the figure, but something like that involved in church. But last year I led 297 to Christ in the whole year. I, I, I make up stuff. One time I was in the motel, and I hadn't witnessed all day. I couldn't believe it. I thought, man, I am totally backslidden. And so I got up and got dressed, and I went out and got my rental car. I'm going to win somebody to Christ. Yeah, I made up my mind to do it. And so I pulled in a 7-Eleven to get a soft drink. I come in. There's one guy in there, a little a guy, young guy, some guy, behind the counter. And I went back, and they had Coke. They had Dr. Pepper. They had Pepsi. They had Pepsi Free. They had Coke Zero. So I took a Pepsi Free. And I opened it up in there, and I started drinking it. And they have that big mirror. You ever seen that? And he was watching me drink that, that Pepsi-free. So then I knew what to do, so I started walking out. And he said, sir, you have to pay for that. I said, pay for what? He said, for that soft drink. I said, no, this one's free. It says on the can, Pepsi-free. <laughs> he said, no, that, yeah, that doesn't what it means. I said, I hate false advertising. I said, what kind of pop do you like? He said, that's my favorite. I said, I'll get you one. And I went back and got him one. You had to have been there to see this. And I got him one. I opened it up, and I handed it to him, and he's holding it. He said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I said, you go like this, you know. <laughs> and I said, have you ever gone to church? He said, oh, no. He said, you're like my mother. She's talking to me all the time. And I said, really? Is she a Christian? Oh, yeah, she's a Christian. And I said, what's she talking about, about being a Christian? I said, well, God sent me here tonight to lead you to Christ. You don't want to be struck by lightning and die without, you know, whatever. He said, well, what'll I do? I said, do you know how to be saved? He said, well, yeah, but I don't go to church and serve God, you know, whatever. And I led him to Christ right there behind the counter. Unbelievable. He said, my mother is going to freak out. I said, let's call her. So we were in Florida, and we, he gave me the number, and I called her. She's in California. And she said, hello. I said, hi, Mom. How are you doing? She said, who is this? I said, well, I'm, I'm with your son, and uh, I'll let him tell you what happened. And so I gave him the phone. He said, Mom, it's crazy. <laughs> He said, I gave my heart to Christ. She said, are you drinking again? No. He said, I don't know what happened, but a a guy got a Pepsi free and he led me to Christ. You know, he couldn't even get the story straight. It was unbelievable. And we're in contact with him. He goes to church now in Vero Beach, Central Assembly, I believe it is. But God is a big God. Amen. So we have to get this in our mind that we can do this, that God will help us. You know, we have the DNA of God. When you were born, the Bible said you're created in the image of God. So you have God's DNA in you. God didn't make you a negative person. If you got negative, you got that way on your own. I mean negative people all the time. I met a lady in the plane. She was coughing. She said... I'm trying to catch a cold. I said, I hope you're successful. I never argue with them. I don't give a rip. Let them have it. You know, but what I'm saying is that we have got to realize that we're created in a positive image. Amen. Did you know when God made you? He didn't make junk. He made you. You're special. You're good. You're wonderful. You're God's creation turn to somebody next to you and say you're special amen so we can we can believe god and trust god see your mind is a warehouse whatever you put in your mind is what's going to come out so you got to watch what you hear what you see what you say who you hang out with amen i don't hang out with negative people That's why I love your pastor and his wife so much. They have never, I've never heard him say a negative thing to me. They're always saying, it's okay, God's good. Amen. I like that. Amen? If you watch TV, if you watch CNN, Chicken Noodle News, (laughs) one guy, can I say this this morning? I got to wind this up, but can I say this? I'm not trying to be, I'm not in politics. (laughs) No. But the guy on CNN said, they asked him, he was, uh, I don't know what all his persuasions were, but they said, did you tell the truth about that story? And he said, well, no, not really, but I've told it now, so I'm sticking with it. What kind of a deal is that? If I told my mother, I lied, yes, but I'm sticking with it. She'd slapped me into Wednesday. I mean, you don't do stuff like that. That's why I don't even watch a lot of that garbage. Because what goes in your mind is what's going to come out. Planned Parenthood and all that stuff they're talking about. And some of these politicians, Unbelievable do away with all our houses, do away with the trains and the planes, and they're going to swim to Hawaii. It's unbelievable. Don't let that get in your mind. I have a warehouse, and I have books and tapes in there, and somebody in my office uh, keeps the inventory. I don't know who does it, but somebody keeps the inventory, and when they get low, they reorder. We have a big bin that has garbage in it. I mean, understand that. That's what's hauled out. Put your, have your mind shampooed with the Word of God. Say, God will shampoo my mind. God will help me. God will take care of me. And you'll read this verse, and you'll know that God is on your side we we have to uh, to listen you know people they hear things they don't listen like one guy told his daughter when you're uh, in the snow in the winter time always follow the snow plow don't pass the snow plow cuz they will make the road clear she heard that and so one day she's following the snow plow for an hour and the guy stopped and came back and said, do you have a problem? Said, no. Dad said, follow the snow plow. He said, lady, when I get this parking lot done, I'm going to Walmart and do their parking lot. She didn't understand what was going on. We have to, our mind's got to be fixed up. We got to rearrange something, amen? So your mind's a warehouse and it doesn't matter. Let me just tell you this in in closing. We I believe that we have to, do several things. We have to guard our mind. And I close the doors of my mind to negatives, to impossibilities, to all that garbage. But I open the doors of my mind to God. And I open the doors of my mind to possibilities and miracles. I just really believe that this next six months are going to be a great six months for this church. (laughs) Amen. So we got to believe God, and we got to refuse to cave in during a crisis. We all face face things; everybody does. I talked to my insurance man. I got to tell you this: I talked to my insurance man, and he told me about people that have accidents. It is never their fault. Did you know that? It says on the report, "It was not my fault. The light was green from both directions." You know that's not true. My dad had an accident, and he said, he put on the report, the accident was definitely not my fault. That car shouldn't even have been there. How stupid was that? He couldn't help what the car was. One guy said, the accident was not my fault. I looked over my mother-in-law, and I drove in the ditch. Another lady said, the accident was not my fault. said, the pedestrian had no idea which way to go, so I ran over him. But the best one that my insurance man told me was a lady said the accident was not my fault at all. She said the telephone pole was approaching fast. (laughs) And I attempted to swerve out of its way and it struck my car. She blamed the pole. She's driving in the ditch. You know, people don't make excuses, we got to get rid of excuses. Everybody here can be a soul winner. Everybody can touch somebody's life. Everybody can buy somebody lunch and do something to win them to Christ. Amen? Amen. God will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And then I believe that last of all, it, I think it's important that we get excited about what God's doing. You ever seen somebody that wasn't excited? Yeah, I, I was in a motel one day, and the guy knocked on the door. I opened the door. He said, you want to buy a brush? I said, no. He said, okay. And he left. I felt so sorry for him. I called him back. I said, hey! He turned around. and said, come back here. I said, how many brushes you sold? He said, I haven't sold many. I said, well, uh, let me show you how to sell a brush. Give me your case. And I took the case, had a little silver handle on it, and I put him in the motel room. My wife hates a woman who stuff like this. <laughs> And I knocked on the door. He opened the door. I didn't say, do you want to buy a brush? I said, today is your day. He said, it is. (laughs) I said, I've got a brush. The bristles won't fall out. You can comb your hair, brush your teeth, clean your clothes, wash the tires on the car, brush the dog, brush the horse, kill the cat. You can do whatever you want with this brush. How many of these brushes do you want? He said, is that the way you do it? I said, you got to get excited. I was so excited, I bought a brush. It's the first time I ever sold myself anything. It was amazing. So let's get excited. You need to get excited. I get excited about my pastor. I tell people in my hometown, you need to come and hear my pastor. Man, he's terrific. One guy said, well, you got a hypocrite in your church. I said, I think we have five of them. He said, really? I said, well, bound to be. He came a few weeks later and gave his heart to the Lord in church. Yeah. See, you can get it done. God is speaking to us. I believe from, this, from his word that we can get this done. And Jesus come into our heart. He'll come into our mind, too. I want the Lord to change our minds. Bow your head with me today. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you that we don't focus on inability. We focus on availability. We know, Lord, that you are a miracle-working God. And I thank you for this church and what you're doing right now. I give you praise and glory. I know that you answer prayer. And I thank you for touching every heart. I thank you for what you're going to do in this church in the rest six months of this year. I just believe good things are going to happen.
1: From the guest of Pastor Tim Masters and Victorious Life Christian Center with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit VLCCAZ.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 630. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Rand. I'm Joe Harding from Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Live Christian Center. You're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.